Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Goodyear Hotline, and we are jam-packed today. History about to be made with the Bucks on the brink. Tons of baseball, most of it really bad. Youth has served across the pond once again. And what do you get for the man who has everything? Answers to those and other questions. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Booker on top against Tucker. Free throw line into the lane. Jump stop. Holiday rips it away. What a steal for Drew Holiday. 15 seconds left to Giannis for the flush. Giannis Antetokounmpo, one win away from what could be a legacy-shifting moment. I don't know that we are making enough of what Giannis is doing. Giannis, who is not yet 27 years old, is one win away from having two MVPs, a championship, and a finals MVP, and doing it in dominating fashion. We'll make this Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Great piece by our Kirk Goldsberry that you can find on ESPN.com right now, in which he writes, Giannis is dominating. He's the fourth player ever to average 30 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, and 60% shooting over any five-game span within a single postseason. The others to do it are Tim Duncan, Charles Barkley, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But guess what? Unlike those, Giannis is the only one ever to do it in the NBA Finals, and he is doing it right now, two weeks removed from the question of whether he would be able to play in the Finals at all. Remember when he went down with that knee against the Hawks? Because everything seems to be a thousand years ago. That feels like it was a thousand years ago. This series began with him rusty. Since then, he's been dominant. As Kirk writes, he's simply the best interior player in the world right now, and it's not close. He's not just dominating the Suns. He's dominating the entire NBA. It just so happens Phoenix is the team trying to stop him from winning a championship, and instead, they've wound up on the wrong end. Long before three shooting, uh, three-point shooting and perimeter ball handlers took over the NBA, the only sure-fire path to stardom started and ended in the paint. That's what Giannis is cooking up right now. It's tried and true. It's a throwback to old-school hoops, but he's doing it in a 21st-century way. He's not a back-to-the-basket post-up machine. There were no sky hooks, but he's doing it all in the paint. He's made 60 field goals over the first five games of this series. 52 of those have come in the painted area. Through five games in the finals, he's averaging 32 points and shooting 61% from the floor. The last player to do that was Shaquille O'Neal. So going back to what we said a week ago, he is more Shaq than he is Kobe. They have figured that out, and as a result, he is one win away from a championship. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. And so I, I think I would give credit to my main man, Nuno, who in the uh, sort of somewhat infamous Google Doc in which he frequently just posts crazy things, he had a couple of good notes in there today. He wrote, if the Bucks win this series, A, trading three first-round picks for Drew Holiday was well worth it. That's clear. B, Giannis's legacy will grow when it comes to the fans and the media, but not when it comes to NBA players. As he continues to show out, why is there no reaction on social media from other players? Even after that dunk, there wasn't that much of a peep. Nuno, what do you mean by that? Do you think Giannis is not as tight or not as much a member of the fraternity as some of the other stars in the NBA right now? 
Yeah, I do. And this is a conversation I know that the guys on KJZ have kind of had uh, where that, like, you don't see this reaction to the the great things he's done, that block, that dunk. There has been no type of, you know, players fawning about it, all over about it on, like, social media. So I wonder, and people are wondering, like, is there an issue here where they just don't, I don't want to say respect him, but look at him like he's on that level. Well, I think if they don't respect him, then they need to rethink. If they don't like him, see, Giannis is a guy who I don't think he's real eager the, the NBA has become a fraternity, and mostly in very good ways. I, I'm, I'm the last person in the world to sit here and talk about how people having uh, good relationships is, is bad. That's obviously not a bad thing. But Giannis comes, obviously, from an entirely different place. He comes from an entirely different part of the world, and he brings with him a little more of an old-school mindset. Like, Giannis doesn't have any interest in being part of a super team. Giannis wants to beat the super team. Yeah, he, does. he didn't grow up on the AAU circuit. He didn't play on the Olympics with all the other, you know, he played for because he's from a different country, not playing for the American team and the Olympics as these guys tend to do. So I just don't know if he's a member of the fraternity. But what they had damn well better realize is that there are a lot of different ways to be a great basketball player. And generally speaking, the great ones of this era play with the ball in their hands. And that means LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, that's the old guard. The new guys coming along, Luka Doncic, maybe Trey Young, these guys who can create their own shots. They are more Kobe than they are Shaq. But there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. And Giannis is going to be that guy. So if you want to make an argument that Giannis, (sighs) Hembo, best is a complicated word. Mm. If you want to make an argument that Giannis is as effective in helping his team win as any of those guys, I think you could defend it. I think you could defend it based on what he has done in these last three games. I'm not sure there's an all-time great player in sports today for whom we talk more about what they can't do. And right. in Giannis's case, there's just one thing. It's weird to me. Like We, we didn't spend Greg Maddox's whole career complaining that he didn't throw harder or, or, or complaining about Peyton Manning not being able to throw the ball 80 yards. Like There's only one thing he doesn't do that great, and that's shoot the ball from the perimeter. Everything else he does at an all-world level, but for one, for whatever reason, we're sort of hung up on this one thing. But you can be great, um, in his case especially, doing all those things, especially because he is so different than everybody else. To me, there's no obvious reason to harp on that. And because he brings so many other things. Mm-hmm. The game is so perimeter-oriented, and threes have become such an extraordinary part, particularly of the regular season, that it is. I understand why sometimes we point that out. But what must be remembered is that Giannis, his most iconic play is going to be the defensive side and what he brings on that side and the intensity and the rebounding and everything else. So, I, look, I mean, I, I think this series is first and foremost about him if it comes to an end here, and we'll see where it winds up going. There's a million other things I want to get in today, and we're going to get Eddie Johnson coming up in just a few minutes, so we'll talk with him about that very quickly Nuno, I wanted to come back to you, and we will spend some more time on this a little later, but I did want to get a quick take. Damian Lillard over the weekend, I'm sure most people denied that he's preparing to ask for a trade. He's trying to put pressure on the organization to get better. It should be pointed out that is practically impossible for them to do. So Nuno put into the Google Doc, here's some free advice to Lillard, Aaron Rodgers, and any and all players who aren't happy in their current situation and want out but don't want to upset people. Speak up 
ask for a damn trade. Because at the end of the day, for fans, it's easy to deal with rejection instead of playing these dumb little games. That is Nuno's way of suggesting a story to me (laughs) in the Google Doc. Nuno, I'll give you the floor. You want Damian Lillard to come to the Knicks, and yet here you are crushing him in the Google Doc. Well, I do because I and I and I will crush these athletes because of the fact that like just be honest with not only yourselves with the fans like stop trying to like eh you know it's a beautiful mystery or you know like I'll let you know and we'll see what happens like just be honest be like hey guys I want to leave and especially for Dame like what he's going to run into if like he wants to go to the Knicks everyone's going to say is that situation even be- as good as the Trailblazers like so it's just just be honest with yourself. Be honest with us. We'll get over it. And then, you know what? Give us something to talk about. Well, it's I don't know. I think this is my read, my amateur read. And, and this is what I love to do. I love to psychoanalyze people that I've never met. So let me be clear. I've never met Damian Lillard. I'm not 100. I think I interviewed him one time on a show. We did that special last year during COVID. So I am literally just positing this. I think Damian Lillard really wants to stay in Portland. I think he wants, I think what he's telling you is true. He desperately wants to stay in Portland and win there. And and frankly, looking at a guy like Giannis doing this in Milwaukee might be encouraging to the extent that if you can do it in Milwaukee, why can't you do it in Portland? Portland has more, well, as much history and, and all that. And I mean, for what it's worth, they've won a championship more recently with Bill Walton more recently than Al Sindor in Milwaukee. So the point is, I think he's telling you, I really want to stay here, but I'm conflicted because I think I can't. I don't want to be a guy who never has a real chance to win a championship. And if I stay in Portland, I think I'm that guy. And I don't want to be that guy. So while I understand Nuno's gripe, I actually, I see this from Lillard's side. The Rodgers thing is totally different. Rodgers could easily win a championship with the Packers this year. He has one of the five best teams in the sport easily. And I'm not even using, I'm just using a round number there. But he clearly could win a championship this year. So in his case, his beautiful mystery and all of that is just his passive-aggressive way of trying to stick it to these people who he feels have wronged him and who he just generally dislikes because he's the pettiest person in sports right now, and I love it. I'm here for every inch of it. But I think Lillard is different. I think Lillard wants to stay in Portland and just thinks he can't. I actually think he's sad about that. Again, this is me psychoanalyzing a person from a 3,000 miles away whom I have never met in my entire life. That's what you get on this program and this program only. It's called Greeny, and it's presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Eddie Johnson on the basketball next. And then we will tell you one first-place team is on the verge of falling apart. And I'm not talking about the Red Sox. I'll tell you who I am talking about next on ESPN Radio. The NBA and Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Regular season MVP all day long. Postseason MVP, not so much. Get inside the biggest stories. Plus, the insiders come here to tell you what to expect next. He had the best half of basketball he probably's had in 16 years. 
The NBA is on. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and on the ESPN app. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash today. That's Macy's.com slash For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Rolling along, this is Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Eddie Johnson from Sirius XM's NBA Radio will join me live in 30 seconds on the Goodyear Hotline, and then we will tell you about a first-place team that is in all kinds of trouble. That's all on the way. But these 30 seconds will be time for some straight talk. We've all been there. You have some real work to do, but the free Wi-Fi where you're working isn't going to cut. It's like leaving the winning runner stranded on third base. Not good. Well, now you can be your own hotspot with Straight Talk's Ultimate Unlimited plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month, all on America's largest, most dependable network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. And with that, again, you hear him weekday afternoons all year long on Sirius XM's NBA Radio. Eddie Johnson is back with us on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Eddie Johnson. Good morning, Greeny. How are you? I'm well. It's a pleasure to have you back. And, and, and these finals have been so interesting in so many different ways. And there's two you know, superstars that came into the series that we were talking about when it began. And, and one of them is sort of at the beginning of his greatness, and that is Giannis. And the other is towards the end, and that is Chris Paul. And I want to ask you about them both. Let, let's start with Giannis. There's been a lot of discussion about him in this series. And what Hembo just made an interesting point. Of all the superstars in the league, he's the one we spend the most time talking about the things he doesn't do or the things he can't do, mm-hmm. sometimes almost to the point that we ignore how ridiculously effective the things he can do are. So how would you describe what you've seen from him through five games in these finals? Yeah, I would like to think, though, that we talk about it because he keeps trying. You know, I think that, that's the key. I think most people that, that love Giannis and understand what he does they don't really target his negatives. Only when he starts to try to do something with his negatives during the course of the game, it doesn't look good. Like taking threes. You know, I think that's really the only time that we might say something. Uh, but he is what he is. He's very effective in what he does. 
And I, for one, say, you know, stick with what does does right for you. Mm. I mean, me as a player, you know, the biggest myth when I played is people thought I was a three-point shooter. I took one three a game in my 17-year career. Mm. I was a mid-range game player. That's what I was. And, you know, sometimes people want to see you do other things and you fall prey to it. And I thought that was Giannis's problem. But now he's figured it out. He knows that his strength is to dominate in the paint. Uh, and he plays like he's really a center in a, in a small forward-type skilled game where he can handle the ball and he can do all those things that a, a skilled player can do, but he can't shoot the jumper. And, you know, he's an Akeem Olajuwon, but he's disguised because of what he, how he can run and how slender he is and all of that. If we just viewed him as a player like that, then I don't think people would say much. It's fascinating. Actually, I love that comparison. Now, one of the things Akeem Olajuwon had was as good a post game as, I don't know, maybe anyone practically that ever lived. And that's mm-hmm. what centers had in those days. And, and so when you look at, and, and I totally agree with you, and Zach Lowe said last week, Giannis is a center with handles, um, that, that, that the, the, I guess the position of center has just changed so much, right? He's not doing it with his back to the basket, but he is managing to dominate in the interior as effectively or just about as effectively as those guys did back in the day. You're so right. And, and I blame analytics more than I would Giannis. I mean, analytics forces him to try to do things that he probably should not be doing mm. because the center was pretty much obsolete. You know, they say that, you know, a contested two is not a good shot. You know, they don't really play a lot of guys with their back to the basket because of analytics. And so Giannis was forced to try things and do things that, honestly, he's not good at doing. But yet he can still get 30 points. Who cares how you get your points? Mm. I mean, he goes and gets 30 his way. But it seems like people would like to see him do it their way, just to hold on to this analytic mindset that has pretty much taken over sports. Mm. And that's their way of keeping their foot in the game. But you know what? It's taken a hit. Mm. And I've said this for years. Analytics is what it is. It's stats. But it doesn't direct you how to play. But they try to do that. And analytic people don't like me. I don't care. (laughs) I I think you go play the game the way it's meant to be played. You stay with your strengths, and you'll be fine. And that's what Giannis has done. I love it. I'm I'm looking over at my my VP of analytics over here. Hembo has got that hurt, wounded look on his face. But the reality of it is... And I think, Eddie, the the point is that shooting all the threes and all that kind of stuff over the course of an 82-game regular season, I get it. I get where it makes sense because, you know, three points is more than two points. And if you can find the guys to do it, that's one thing. But if there's one thing this these post this postseason has shown, it is that that might not be the recipe for winning a championship. Right. It certainly hasn't been this year, and it certainly hasn't been for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey, Greeny. Uh, two two pointers is worth more than one three point. Right, that's right. And you know what? Yeah, we've seen Devin Booker do it. Yeah, we've seen Chris Paul do it. Get hot doing it. Devin had forty and didn't make a three. I, I'm not. I don't buy that. I'm sorry. You know, I've lived the game. I understand the game. Balancing basketball keeps you in rhythm. When you see that orange ball go through, 
it keeps you in rhythm. Jay Crowder takes more threes probably than anybody in regards to not taking twos. And he's streaky. He's streaky. And he can be a mid-range game player, but, you know, he, he plays it the way, you know, the analytics would like him to play. And, you know, and I think that's the difference. But what's going to change is what we see in the coaches right now. One point in time, you know, we didn't have many ex-players become coaches. They went away from ex-players, especially the old guard, especially guys that had that mindset. Well, what have we seen this offseason? Ex-player after ex-player hired. Mm-hmm. Because the mindset is starting to change back. I'm not saying get rid of analytics. I think it has a major part in the game. But it shouldn't dominate the mindset of the game. And and I think that's what we're seeing in this series. We're seeing Mil- Chris Middleton, mid-range. You know, we're seeing Giannis in the in the mid-range. We're seeing Devin Booker. We're seeing Chris Paul. That's why the, that's why this series is beautiful. That's why people have grabbed onto this series because they're just not watching a, a Houston Rocket team try to say match up with a Golden State team if, if you want to compare two teams and just chuck up threes. But in disguise, Golden State is more of a mid-range team, but they tricked people into thinking that they weren't. So I, I think this is the key right now in the NBA, and I love seeing it. Eddie Johnson is with me on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. One more quick thing uh, before I let you go here, and that would be on the other superstar in this series. You mentioned him, Chris Paul. He, he's towards the end of his career now. And they, they sometimes say mm-hmm. of golfers that as they get older, it becomes harder and harder for them to make clutch putts because they know their chances are dwindling. Each one of them feels more important when they're 40 than they did when they're 25, because when mm-hmm. you're 25, you figure, ah, if this one doesn't go in, I got more chances. And at 40 in golf, you start thinking, this may be it for me. So I, I don't know if that's what's going on here with Chris Paul, but one way or another, he has been struggling. What are you seeing? He's in, he's in the, Look, he's in the midst of a marathon, and he's the oldest. And those legs are getting tired. Mm. I never got to a finals, but I got the four conference finals. It is fatiguing. And it's not talked about as much, and he hasn't been there. Matter of fact, the only player in this whole series is Jay Crowder who's been there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's tired. And Chris Paul's the oldest. And he's got to find out a way to fight through it. In the first quarter in game five, it seemed like he was doing it. He was pushing the ball early. Son's got a rhythm. He wasn't just walking the ball up against Holiday so he can bump him up and down the court to wear him down. He was actually just blowing past him. And he found some creases to do some things. He's got to get back to doing that. Look, this is it. Nobody's feeling sorry for you. You've got to push yourself. This, You know, he knows. At the end of the day, if he doesn't get it done, he's going to wake up tomorrow, uh, Wednesday morning, and people are going to be criticizing him. And he's got to close his eyes, be proactive, look ahead, and say, I don't want that. You know, and he's got to come with it, whatever it takes to have that energy. Uh, but everybody's beat up right now. Everybody's tired. You know, the strong is going to survive. And the Suns have to find a way to get Holiday off his back. Holiday is pretty much like a coat, just hanging on his back as he's trying to move around. And they got to find a way to get him off him. And in this series, Chris Paul has six assists and ten turnovers when defended by Drew Holiday. Eddie Johnson, it is a pleasure to catch up. Thank you so much for this. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, and we'll check in again. Thank you very much. Okay, Greeny, always. Thank you. You got you got it. It's Eddie Johnson again. You hear him every afternoon on SiriusXM's NBA Radio. Hiring can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. 
But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds these qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Next. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light, green light. with Greeny. So that was our NBA story. Now I'm going to give the green light to Hembo coming off a very interesting and generally terrible weekend in baseball. We, we will touch a little later on, on the just horrendous and frightening events that took place at Nationals Park, which, of course, made everything else seem insignificant by comparison. Um, but there are baseball stories within the baseball here that we will get to. Hembo, what is the first note all the fans should be thinking about? The first, Greeny, is that we are nearly 60% of the way through the season, and 22-year-old Vlad Guerrero Jr., he leads the majors in batting average, he leads the majors in RBI, and he ranks second in the majors in home runs. He's three behind Otani. The reason that's significant is that the last player to lead the majors, not just their league, the last player to lead the major leagues in all three of those categories was Mickey Mantle, and the year was 1956. He's got a shot to do it. Wow. So when we talk about the Triple Crown, to be clear, that is a league Championship. That's right. That, so, so, yeah, so like what Miguel, Miguel Cabrera. Yes, 2012, that was, he led the American League in all three, but not the majors in all three. So I, I like that note. Vlad Guerrero Jr., three home runs behind Otani, has a real chance to be the first player to lead the major leagues in all three Triple Crown categories since Mickey Mantle in 56. What's next? Well, the Yankees managed to take two of three from the Red Sox this weekend despite the COVID outbreak that sidelined Aaron Judge, among others. And right now, the Yankees have a, uh, a league-high 16 players on the injured list, and they still managed to win the series even so. They played well Saturday and Sunday. They homered five times. Gleyber Torres hit two of them. That kid's going to get hot. That kid is due. They get the Red Sox again for four more games starting on Thursday. They're not out of this yet by any stretch of the imagination, but considering where they were on Friday, they're in a pretty good place here on Monday. Absolutely. When they lost on Friday night after losing all those players, you figured they're about to get buried, and instead it goes the other way, so that's big. And then the third note, this is the one where I said one first-place team could be in a whole bunch of trouble. And that team is the Mets. The Mets are in trouble. They needed a six-run comeback yesterday to avoid being swept by the Pirates. Francisco Lindor, who was finally hitting Greeny, just hit the injured list with an oblique. But much more importantly, Jacob deGrom joined him there, too, with the worst injury imaginable, and that is forearm tightness. We'll cross our fingers. They own the most uh, difficult remaining schedule in their division. And right now, they're only two games clear of the Phillies, who own the easiest remaining schedule in all of baseball. If I were a betting man... I would bet the Phillies at plus 450 to win the East, and I'm afraid that the Mets might fall by the wayside. And, and so let's, let's live in the DeGrom thing for a minute here. Yeah. Forearm tightness, he's had that. It feels like we've had a couple of bouts of this this season. None of them had put him on the injured list until now. It does. What's the fear here? Why is that so frightening for the fans who don't know? Because we usually will hear elbow. Mm-hmm. You don't, when you hear forearm, what does it make you worry about? Well, the forearm is connected to the elbow, right? So the, the fear here is that this will become an elbow injury. And if you're pulling yourself out of bullpen sessions with the forearm, that's usually where your, your mind goes. Luckily enough, so far this season, it's been stuff. It's all been on the right side, but it's been the abdominals. It's been the lat. It's been things that are just sort of in your kinetic chain. This could be a really, really big deal. Probably contributed in some sense to his decision not to participate in the All-Star game, we are to assume. But look, without Jacob deGrom being available, certainly, um, and, and you know, who knows, maybe 100% when he gets back or not, the Mets could be in big trouble here. And it also comes to you know my mind that maybe, just maybe, we shouldn't be encouraging Jacob DeGrom to throw 100 miles per hour on every single pitch. Maybe he's really pushing the limits of what the human body can do. Well, and, and that's the shame of it because it's so exciting to see him doing mm. that. He became the best show in the sport 
<coughs> excuse me, or at least the best show this side of Shohei Otani in the sport this year because he throws 100 miles an hour on every single pitch. So I don't want that to be beyond the limits of the human arm because I want to continue to see him doing it. It's what makes him so special. And yet, to your point, maybe it winds up being a problem here. We will see. But the Mets have themselves some trouble. That is our Major League Weekend Recap brought to you by Credit Karma. Visit creditkarma.com slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Credit Karma money progress starts here. Meanwhile, I'm sorry. What? What? what, what? I'm sorry. What? what? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? So, uh, Bubba, I want to bring you into this conversation because Bubba, as many people may not know, Bubba has been uh, for many years now, in addition, on the side of of his work in radio production, he has done consulting for any number of Fortune 500 companies, and it's particularly in the area of marketing. And and that is because of his, his, his really keen understanding of the importance of word choice and, mm. and of the way you describe things. So when I saw this story at the end of last week, Saquon Barkley announced that he is going to receive all his future endorsement money in crypto, right? So when he does deals for this or for that, commercials, whatever it is he's doing, he's going to get that money in cryptocurrency. My immediate reaction to that was, who named that? Could anything sound shadier than that? Couldn't they call it e-money? Or virtual cash? Anything but cryptocurrency. I looked it up. One of the definitions of cryptography is something that is concealed or secret. That would be, that seems very shady. I think I would be much more inclined to be interested in investing in this new fad that, or not fad, this new thing that is cryptocurrency if it wasn't called something that sounded so shady. (laughs) And so I, I tried to come up with some analogies here, Bubba. Like you might be more inclined to invest in things if they didn't sound so awful. So if you opened up a hamburger joint, would you call it Salmonella Castle? If you opened an ice cream parlor... I mean, I'm not sure if I consider that an equal metaphor. Though. Yes, crypto. <laughs> the definition of it is concealed or secret. This is a currency. Like, my right, currency it, it is, is concealed and secret. It's an underground... It's, that's what the point of it's it is. It's not secret. It is sort of a secret. It's, but it shouldn't be a secret. I'm it's, not inventing money in something that is a secret. If you know, you know. I, I want it out there. If you yeah, we don't ice, want it out there. If you open an ice cream parlor, are you going to call it Lactose Hut? <laughs> if you opened a car dealership, would your slogan be accident waiting to happen? And who names this stuff? Bubba, if you had a cruise ship, would you call it the Iceberg Princess? <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad name, actually. <laughs> if you had a plane, would you name it Crash Davis? <laughs> if you opened a water park, would you call it Swimmy Diaper Central? <laughs> Analytics should have a cooler name. You just heard Eddie Johnson annihilating analytics on this show. It should be called advanced statistics or Anything something. Else. Analytics else. is the worst name. No one wants to be in analytics. It just sounds awful. I mean, the anal part of it has just got all kinds of issues. <laughs> and I don't like anything that ends in itics. These words are important. So, Bubba, I ask you, do you agree with me that people would be less hesitant or less skeptical of cryptocurrency if it had a better name? Um, no, I'm looking at the word cryptocurrency is derived from the encryption techniques which are used to secure the network. I think I think that's the whole point of all this. Yeah, it's it's a separate kind of underground thing. I don't, I don't think people I don't think there's anyone turned off other than you 
because of the name is cryptocurrency. People are like, oh, I'm going to invest. Wait, what's it called? No, I'm out. I disagree. I, crypto, it, it, it brings to my mind a crypt. Like a crypt is a secret place. It's a negative place. No one <laughs> thinks of a crypt in a positive I way. I don't think anyone's con- conflating the two. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> oh, I strongly disagree. I believe cryptocurrency would be a lot more successful if it was called something else. Why couldn't they call it They're e-money? They're exchanging mausoleums. Everything else is e-something, <laughs> Bubba. It's e-money. It's, it's, that's right. It sounds like that's what they're doing. It sounds like I'll take my place of burial and I'll trade it with your place of burial and, and we'll see which one of them is worth more on today's stock exchange. I'm not a fan. Not a fan of the crypto. Don't like the name. All right. Coming up next, we may be on the verge of seeing something that we've never seen before. And candidly, I think it might just be awful. Uh, that is on the way right after this word from ZipRecruiter. So the football offseason is always wild, right? You got trades and free agent signings and new coaching hires. Teams have to be excited for the coming season. And if you want to hire people that you're really excited about, team up with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. It's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. To try ZipRecruiter for free, just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Yeah, Bismarcky died over the weekend, right? That was very sad news. I love this song. R.I.P. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. A country versus country, you versus the home printer, no matter the competition, you need natural fuel. Almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural, energy-packed, stay-on-task, feel-good fuel to power you through. California almonds, own your everyday, every day. Right, I'm going to give Nuno the responsibility that he deserves. Nuno is the producer of this program. Nuno, I can do one of two things right now. What I teased is a legitimate sports story that I can get us to. It is an important one in the world of sports. We can get to that, or we can get to the issue that has sidetracked me, which is the question of whether or not having a rest area named in your honor 
is a positive or a negative thing. I'm going to allow you, as the producer of this program, the responsibility, some might say the pressure of making that call, which should I do? Let's go with that conversation you guys were having during that New York segment because I, it's just beyond ridiculous that I think everyone needs to be involved okay. in Okay. So Dave Rothenberg, who hosts uh, the mornings on ESPN Radio in New York, and I heard the reason this came up is that I heard him in a promo saying it, said that he wants to have a rest area named in his honor on the New Jersey Turnpike. Now, for people all across the country, the New Jersey Turnpike is a, a very, very busy highway that connects New York to Philadelphia. And I happen to drive on it, but only two exits all the time, because where I play golf is in Bayonne, New Jersey. And so when I drive, but I, I, you know, with no traffic, I get there in 10 minutes. So the really famous rest area, rest stop, is, is the Vince Lombardi one, and it's right by the football stadium. So that one, from driving to the football stadium all these years, I have seen many times. What are some of the other famous, or, or the other rest areas named? This is a who's who's. Okay. Al- Alexander Hamilton has one. Okay. Thomas Edison has one. Oh, that's pretty good. Joyce Kilmer has one. Okay. Grover Cleveland has one. All right. Molly are- Pitcher. Woodrow Wilson. James Fenimore Cooper. Walt Whitman. This is a so murderer's it- row. Walt Whitman has a bridge. He has a rest stop, too? Yes. Because there's the Walt Whitman Bridge in Philadelphia. And he, and he, has, a, and he has a service a area in Cherry Hill. So, so, okay, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So that's mm-hmm. the suburb. That's the other side of the turnpike. Right, okay, Jersey. fair enough. That's why I haven't seen it. So, anyway, the question is, I would rather have anything named after me than a rest stop. Part of that is because, you know, I'm quite germy. I hate a rest stop. Like, a rest stop is a place you only go because you have to. No one ever says, oh, I can't wait to get to the rest stop. But you have a long drive, you know, you're, you're drinking coffee or whatever it is. Like, I don't want to be named after a place that everyone goes to pee. Like, being named, having an airport named after you would be phenomenal. Having a library, as all the presidents do, that would be phenomenal. Joe DiMaggio has a highway named after you. I would love to have a highway, a street named after you. Having a dish named after you in a restaurant. I would rather... Have a dish. I'd rather have a sandwich named after me in a restaurant than have a rest stop and the highway named after me. Nuno, where do you stand on this? <laughs> I don't know because that Vince Lombardi rest stop, like that's the only one I know. So um so it's almost the same thing, right? Like unless you go no, to that restaurant. Unless you go to that restaurant that like has that dish in your honor. I know. Like no one's going to know about it. I know that. But, like, but everyone knows the Vince Lombardi rest stop. But, but now what are you associating that with? Like, I'm pulling into mm-hmm. the Nuno Teixeira here. Like, they are exclusively associating you with going to the bathroom, which is not a positive. There's no one else. There's no other reason to go. That's my point. There are a lot of things that happen at all these other places. Airports, libraries, highways. All sorts of things happen, good and bad. Nothing good happens at a rest stop. Yeah, but you dread going to JFK a lot of times, right? It's like, uh, yeah. you got to go to JFK. But they've got good food options at JFK now. There are, there are, you, but you also go to JFK to fly on a trip. It's exciting. I'm going somewhere fun. <laughs> I'm excited to be going. Are, here's the other option. And people in the Northeast, in New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, New York will know. There's two things about that area, right? It's it's the Vince Lombardi rest stop. And, hey, that's where allegedly Jimmy Hoffa is buried. Right. Well, that's another <laughs> thing. I don't, I don't want to be known for a place where Jimmy Hoffa is allegedly buried. Bubba. <laughs> I'm asking you the question right now, Bubba, would you rather have, would you rather have named in your honor a highway or a rest stop? Uh, you know what I just thought of? I want a mountain named after me. A mountain? 
That's the Bubba? Yeah. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the Bubba's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm climbing Bubba today. I want a mountain. Mount Bubba. Yeah, that'd be good. That's not a bad... I hadn't thought That's of that. Not bad. They do name... How do they decide that? Whoever like, finds it. How, whoever discovers it. Like, Pike's Peak was named after some pike that discovered it. Get out of here. No. All of the... Like, Mount... What's a famous mountain? <laughs> like, Everest? Like, is, was Mount Everest named after a person named Everest? I, I, that I would have to check. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I imagine we like discovered... What's a famous mountain in the United States? Most mountains. Uh, like the Rocky Mountains. Mount St. Helens. A, Mount St. Helens. <laughs> was that named after St. Helens? I assume I, so. We have a lot of research to do on all of this. Yeah. But let the record show. I do not want a rest stop named <laughs> after me. We continue in just a moment. And I blame Nuno. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.